Jowson, honey, drop that beat so we can start a new and exciting episode of the Romantic Truth Podcast. The Romantic Truth Podcast extends a loving and warm welcome to listeners during this holiday season. Please be advised that the content and topics of the Romantic Truth Podcast are of an adult nature and therefore 18 and older adults only. Please? It gives me great pleasure to introduce Jowson, your host. Hey everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth in Las Vegas, and what we're going to talk about today has to do with anger and punishment in relationships, more specifically, female anger and punishment. Now, the first thing you need to understand, folks, is this, when you have something that's concise and direct to the point, a lot of people don't like that shit, because what they want is a nebulous area where they could have that gray area to kind of muddy the water, so to speak, because they don't like the results that they may hear. But this is the way it is. Now, we're talking about female anger and how it's directed. One thing to keep in mind, fellas, usually in relationships, women will become dormant with their anger. It may accumulate, it may manifest not as undetected as you own. Now with men, our anger, it seeds under the surface. You know in Canada, they talked about the subsurface fires that they had, where they thought they put the fires out and they were still burning underneath the ground. That's the way male anger is for the most part. It's not as exposed. Women's anger, you will see it, it's more evident because she's going to come out with it. She'll keep her mouth kind of closed for a bit, not because he's making her shut up, but because she doesn't want to upset the apple cart. She's being politically correct to a certain point. Then she's gonna speak up. And usually when a woman speaks up the first time, she's trying to test the air to see whether or not, okay, if I do it this time, I can be heard. He's sensitive. He's listening. And when she feels as though, hey, you know what? I can speak my mind in this relationship and be heard and listened to. Both. Not just heard, but listened to. This would mean that I'm in a good place with him. Especially if he interacts with her, responds. And her, believe it or not, vulnerability in her feelings and sharing her sentiments may incentivize him to do the same. And that's what helps with the bond and the trust between the two. Now, here's the thing I would say. You have some women, they don't go that route. Fellas, if you ever meet an angry woman, do not try to convert her into a nice one. You know, some women think that is really um, an attribute to be a bitch or to act like a bitch. She's calling herself that time. I'm a mean bitch. I'm a boss bitch or whatever. You don't want to be around no female dog. Get away from her. What the fuck you doing? Let her be that. 
Because see, she's somebody to somebody with low self-esteem. She's nobody to a man that has common self-esteem. And this very same woman could be broken down by a narcissist. Because see, women usually that do all this shit attract only two kind of men. The narcissistic asshole that's gonna break them down and the weak guy that she could control. The moderate guy, the guy that's looking for a decent relationship, he's not interested in her. No matter how much of a big boss she says she is and all that shit, it doesn't matter because she's irrelevant to him. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. I call this the female dungeon because a lot of times women punish themselves for no apparent reason. They don't realize they're doing it. You know, when you start talking negatively about a man, you start talking about how celibate you are, you talk about men ain't shit, etc., etc., and then you try to make it seem as though you're punishing men because you may be in a relationship with another female, you're not hurting us. You're making yourself feel better by thinking you're hurting us as men. We can give a fuck less who you're with. You're not that valuable to us as an individual. As a collective group, you're very valuable. But as an individual, you ain't shit. And the reason being is this. is because of the fact that we know that there are other options out there besides you. Now, if that wasn't the case, if you were, had the capacity to take away our other option, then we'd feel as though, fuck, you know? Yeah, it's the only game in town. But that'll never happen. Because there will be another woman who had a different perspective than you and that will make it better for things to work out than you. Just like with men. You ladies have more choices in men than we have choices in women. Statistically. The reason being we're pursuing you, you're not pursuing us as greatly. And then if you're pursuing us, what do we do? We become very skeptical. We think something's wrong with you. And most men who have women who will come to them for a relationship, we look at them as being tainted. Something's fucked up. So we put them in the friend zone quickly. And those are the women that are trying to get with the guy and the guy's always kind of pushing her away and he knows he doesn't want to fuck her because if he fucks her, it's going to be a good possibility. She's going to think that she's now got some equity and she's going to start trying to make sure all the women that he has as friends and girlfriends are now put aside and she's going to try to assert her authority. So he knows better. He knows that there's a good possibility she'll try to get pregnant by him. Because what she's looking for is some kind of assertive way in order to be somebody pertaining to him. You see, fellas, the problem is the human dynamic is kind of interesting because we want to be something. We want to be somebody. We want to be feared. We want to be loved. We want to be admired. You know that song by Desiree, You Gotta Be? You don't gotta be anything. You want to be. So, one thing I want you to understand, fellas, more than anything, these women will come up with 
male gender qualifiers or jail, male gender qualifying bias. And what this is, it's a bias, meaning that if you even open your mouth, they are not listening. Same thing with some men who do that with women, right? And you get that communicative disconnect. Now, the other thing here too is this. Celibacy. That's not a punishment against men, ladies. We give a fuck less whether you never fuck again. The reason being, there are other women who will. You know, a friend of mine, we, were, we had a um, conversation the other day. And he went overseas. He married a lady. I believe she's from uh, the Cutter or Kuwait. And he's American. And I never forget what uh, his wife said in the background. We were talking about, you know, the difference between the States and over there. And, and she said, yeah, the American women are very mean and rude. Now, it was kind of interesting because I asked him, I said, where did she get that from? And he said, that was her experience while she was there. And she saw some of the things that my friend went through. In many ways, she has a point, but in many ways, you got to understand, too. That's what she was exposed to. See, what we try to do is we try to minimize the negative and maximize the positive aspects of things. And what we have to realize is that there are a large number of negative women in America, just like there are negative men. And the problem is, a lot of you guys run into these negative women. And the sad thing about it, many of you try to have relationships with them and you burn yourselves out and you wind up dealing with a positive woman or a woman that is really competent and she sees how downtrodden you've been. She didn't want to deal with you. She didn't want you bringing her down. So naturally, what is she going to do? She's going to avoid you. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. You got to understand a few things here. A lot of times, a woman will let her feelings speak for her before her logic. And she may do something and not realize the consequences until later, or not care about the consequences until later. And the problem that you run into, ladies, is that if you're ever going for a man, the man you want, and you're mad at him, and you do something extreme, you never get him back. At least you'll never get him back under the terms that would be acceptable to you. Now, celibacy is a punishment for men. Supposedly. 
It's supposed to be impressive. But ladies, let me tell you something. If a child has come out of your womb, your celibacy is moot. That's good for you as far as uh, counting the days or whatever. But we're not sitting up there saying, oh, well, you know, I'm sure that pussy's tight now. It's going to be good. I guess that the implications that you're trying to give us as men, we can care less. We can get tighter pussy that hadn't had kids. Let's go on here. Pussy branding is another thing. What is pussy branding? You know, just like you have all of these different brands, everybody's got a brand now. Well, a lot of women actually kind of endorse their own pussy. This pussy was brought to you by Boom. Well, here's the thing. Many of them feel crushed if the man cheats on them. That means their brand has been kind of mooted. It's supposed to be muted. It's supposed to be muted. And they feel as though, well, especially if the woman doesn't look as good as she does, she's like, well, this subpar brand of woman has outdone me. But I tell you, ladies, if the woman is more fucked up than you, and he tells you she doesn't mean anything to him, that usually is the truth. Most guys, if they're going to leave you for another woman, ladies, usually guys will have a woman that's got her shit together way more than you. But necessarily mean that's always the case because sometimes there may be some women, it all depends on what the flaw is as he sees it in a relationship. Is it in communication? Well, this woman may be an effective communicator that he's messing around with and she may not look like shit compared to you. But that's a strength that she has over you in that she's listening to him. But see, a lot of times, what do people cheat based on? Venting. And then they go back to their partner after they get it off. So they basically wind up using the person that they're venting to. Then after they finish venting, they go back. Now, The other thing, collective disdain and punishment. You'll hear women make sweeping generalizations like men this, men that, men this, men that. I will tell you, people that are in the law enforcement profession, healthcare profession, are two of the most insensitive types that you will find. And the reason why they have to be this way is because of the fact that the jobs they have. They gotta desensitize in order to do their function. High divorce rate in both categories. And not only that, many times they have other emotional problems centering around themselves. So be mindful 
before dating people in these two professions. What you're getting into, not bad people at all, they're good people, we need them in society. But the thing is, is that it's a very difficult thing. The other tough uh, profession to date someone in is if they're an air traffic controller or a pilot. If they have a life where decisions are really stressful for them, yeah, they can also have an impact. Now, the other thing too, let's go over the equation. Female anger equals narcissist plus sense. That's the equation. These are the two types of people you're going to get the most if you lead with female anger. The asshole that's trying to prove a point and prove you wrong. Trying to tame you. The only thing he wants to do is really sleep and sleep with you and control you. And then you're going to be dealing with the other end of the spectrum. The weaker person that's going to let you stay in charge and do everything as long as they can benefit. That moderate, that person in the middle is where you're going to run short. And that's going to be the best type of person for a relationship. This is the reason why a lot of fellas you've written in about how these women sometimes are so angry and so like activists. It's because of the fact that a lot of them don't realize by taking on that disposition, they're actually dealing with nothing more than angry men and weak men as a result because those are the only two people that would even tolerate that shit. Because see, they want to have a sparring buddy, so to speak. I don't deal with that because I always look at it from the standpoint. This is the reason why I tell you fellas to look for a woman with a personality. A good one. Not just a personality, but a good one. that's going to weigh heavier than anything else you can bring because you know what that personality is going to give you an idea of how you should feel around her it's going to also give you an idea of how other people should feel around her who wants to be with somebody that's trying to be intimidating because they feel as though they have a marked their place on the earth as being some somebody that's feared or somebody that should be admired. You know, this is shit that she didn't get when she was a child. She didn't get the attention of parents in order to feel like she was somebody. Mom, Dad, look, 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 look. They didn't have that. Sometimes they didn't have an imposter kid. Trust me, I've dated women across the spectrum. And that's one thing that you will find with many women, fellas, is that attention has been a deficit for many of them in their developmental stages in life. Some will go out and make the big money to try to impress men. And ladies, let me tell you something about a misconception that many of you have. When you talk about a man making more money than another man, like for instance, 
You tell a guy, oh, well, you know, my boyfriend made more than you did. That's just not impressive. Money didn't have the impact on us. It does on you. We only make it valuable to impress you. But from one man to the other, we give a fuck less. Because we know how hard he had to work for that, how he had to sacrifice for it, and, he could, and how easy it'd be for him to lose it. That's for your entertainment only. That's for you. You know, like when you brag about your pussy ladies. Most of y'all are like, well, hell, everybody, every woman has has one, so what's the big thing? But you flaunt it in our faces as if it's some sort of special privilege. It's a need, just like anything else. So, what's the big deal? What is the big deal? Just because you not fucking or don't want to fuck doesn't mean that other women don't. So, it's like you're not holding up the show. The man with the money doesn't hold up the show. Ladies, let me tell you something. The most powerful thing that I've ever seen in my life. There was a friend of mine. She made about 55000 a year. And she was dating this guy. Guy had buku bucks. During this time, his company that he owned, they edited videos from major companies like uh commercial companies and things like that that did commercial. And he was making damn good money. And I'll never forget, it was a drop the mic moment. Monica and I were out at dinner with these two. And he made the comment to Monica, he says, well, you know how us wealthy people live? And he started laughing. Monica thought it was hilarious because he wasn't close to the kind of money Monica and his family had. And his woman looked at him, my friend. She said, well, if you think your money has anything to do with me loving you, you're gravely mistaken. She said, I know men right now I could date who don't even have a job and have better character than you with a statement like that. When she said that, Monica kicked me under the table and I kicked her back and she kicked me again and I kicked her again. Then she took off a damn shoe and put her shoe, put her foot on top of my foot. See, that was our little signal. When it was like, it was time to get the fuck up out of there, we'd, we'd start to under the, under the table scramble, and sometimes we'll bump knees together or something. But that was our cue, because we didn't want to see anything jump off. And my friend told me, she says, um, that's the reason why I haven't moved in with her. That's the reason why I haven't accepted any of his gifts. She stood his ass up by telling him that, like, uh-uh, your money don't mean shit. And I was really proud of her, you know, with that. 
I just started a conversation with Monica and I on the way home. She was like, um, you don't think that way about me, do you? I said, no. And she said, oh, that's good. Yeah, myself. I don't know what to expect from one day to the next with this one. And see, that's the one thing about wealthy people. You don't know what the fuck you're going to be doing from one day to the next. She wanted to go out and win some damn mopeds back in the day to play polo. I don't know how to play polo. I don't want to learn. I go to the matches. I didn't want to participate. Went to one down in Miami one time with her. Pretty interesting. Kind of boring to me, but... Uh, I kind of like the ponies better than I did anybody else there, except her. That's my opinion. I think the ponies were friendlier. Anyway, <laughs> usually you'll run across advocates and extremists. Fellas, these will be the people that will have an agenda, they'll be political, uh, maybe, you know, anything that they could pick a fight with a man about, they would be down to do it. Maybe you should run across some men that are like this, but usually men, we kind of stay in the background on this shit. You guys are the ones in the forefront with it. Now, the other thing too, denialism is a big thing with them. What does this mean? The very thing you can call out that they're doing or not doing, they're going to deny it. I'm not hurt. My feelings are not hurt. Okay, you say your feelings are not hurt, but yet my tires are flat in my car. They will always do that in different capacities. Now, here's the thing, though. There are some women out there that actually use logic over feelings. Those women are in high demand by men, and those women are the first ones to get scooped up for marriage. And why do these women become so popular? They become popular because they kind of think things through a bit, or they react and usually their actions are deliberate and see that's the thing that us men like we like firm decisions when we got a woman like that we know that hey we can go to work and she can go to work and then she comes home and she might want to start dinner and it's probably dealing with the kids helping them with the homework we're on the way home and we're helping her along with whatever she needs when we get there. And she goes to the front door. And there's this guy that's maybe asking for her if she'd like to have a cable subscription. Well, she's not going to come to her husband and say, Honey, is it okay for us to have cable? She's going to be the one to say, No, we don't need it. Blam. The reason being is this. She has equal power, equal share. 
and it's because of the fact that she's looking out for the best interest of the family. And the way the man views her is, I can trust her judgment because she's looking out for the best for all of us in the family. When I'm not around, she can make great decisions that protects the integrity of the family. This is the way these women are viewed by men. This is why these women are in demand. And that's the reason why if we run short of them, as far as experiences and meeting them here in the States, this is the reason why a lot of these guys are going overseas with these women. And you're thinking, oh, it's because of the pussy and because of it's easy access. No. The majority of those women don't want to come here to the States. That's the reason why I tell guys all the time, if you're going to date a woman internationally, get one that does not want to come to the United States. She's already established in her country. She don't need to go anywhere else. She doesn't need to. So what does that do? It filter out all the women that are talking about coming here to be a mule for the family. Come to the United States and have to remit all that money back home. And then, in some cases, you realize that you're sending money home for not. That house was not being built back home. The only thing you were doing is paying people. It would be the equivalent of you taking your paycheck and walking on the street and giving money to people randomly. that the breadwinner the one that breaks through and so what happens here these women that are in demand have to realize that Many of them don't have to dress up. They don't have to doll themselves up. They don't need the attention. You know, that's the way I look at social media for the most part. Like I was on Facebook the other day. I kid you not, in the stories, 19 photos. Each photo was a G-string up a woman's ass. A lady with her legs spread open. And nothing but a G-string. And you know, usually there's going to always be the butt shot, right? So you don't know whether you're looking at a man's ass or a woman's ass. Transgender ass or... or you know, the only thing you know is just ass, right? And so you go in and you block those people on your feet. Then some other shit come up. Oh, algorithms are friends, aren't they? Then you go on X, and what do you see? I get a lot of feeds in, and not, I'm, I'm not complaining about this. Women 35 and up moms and shit showing titties and showing how they still got it woman had a side by side comparison of 
Her vagina when she was 20 and her vagina now at 35. Somebody looks the same. Of course, she had kids at 35 and she had stretch marks. So insecure about the way they look. Even vaginally. Now, I don't mind because the more insecure these women are, the more naked they get. So keep up with the insecurity because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm not even going to bullshit you on that. Do I look fat? And she's taking her clothes off. She thumbs up and thumbs down. But see, here's the thing. I have no intention of ever being with any of those women. Don't mind the visual. But I never go after Instagram girl, Snapchat girl. No. Mm -mm. Because they're used to too many Lloyds and Bowers. They're used to too many guys that are This is where many women get their misconceptions from, especially now in this day and age, because they think, oh, I hit the jackpot on Instagram or X or one of these other platforms, so I am the shit. And then you got that residual anger, where they're no longer the shit, they're no longer trending, they're no longer going viral, and they're mad at the world. Because it was like they were addicted to the attention and now the attention is gone. The thrill is gone, like B.B. King used to say. Ladies, it's not that you're bad people. I know there are a lot of guys that have podcasts that talk about their shit. I totally disagree. The problem for many of you ladies is this. The problem for many of you is that you focus so much on what you want, and if you don't get it, then God damn it, everything else is bad. And you gotta come off of that. You gotta learn that if you don't get what you want, okay, and this comes down to rejection. Move on. Don't be so focused. But you don't understand. I was in a relationship and I loved him. And, and, and I, yeah, I understand all that shit. But guess what? That happened. Okay, big deal. It was a big deal for, for you to say, but for me, it was, it was my life. No, no, you got too emotionally involved in something too quickly, more than likely. When you get a chance, it, look, it's just like if you get a chance going into a relationship where you're looking at potential threats, you kind of know what you're getting into and your expectations are adjusted. When you go in there blindly and you're damn near falling apart when something happens, that's because you never look to the left or to the right. 
You were never objective when you went in. You went in too far, too fast, and too deep, and now something has happened, and you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? That's one of the things I tried to do in relationship was to um, minimize my oh shit moments. Now, another thing that we'll have to deal with, and some of you fellows will have to deal with this too. When a woman had aspiration, I'll tell you what, let's take a break here and then we'll continue in just a moment. to this anger you see here's the difference too the woman that's on that extreme range is anger that woman who's more moderate is disappointment the reason being is that she's modulated the impact of something falling through and failing think of it like this the moderate woman she has a parachute the other woman, it's either crash and burn. Same thing with men. Same exact concept on the male side. Now, the reason why I broke this down into gender is because of the fact that a lot of times, this is how people get angry at each other when it comes down to relationships. They start with the obvious, the gender. Oh, and believe you me, it would be the race if someone was a different race. And see, incrementally, they factor in these things. That so-and-so bitch, when they get mad. Or that so-and-so bastard, when they get mad. Hatred really is nothing more than the biggest liability a person could ever bestow upon themselves. I'm not even talking about the political correct bullshit that we try to talk about these days. I'm talking about its very nature. The very nature of hatred, in a sense, is just deal with rejection. See, hatred is this thing that you feel as though you must have when something didn't go your way. Based on feeling wronged. Based on not getting what you wanted. useless feeling just like anger is because anger is all self-directed fellas a lot of these women are mad because of the fact that they made a poor choice in the man that they chose who happens to be you sometimes so therefore 
that angry with the choice they made and who made that choice they did. But they externalize it differently. You men are jerks. You men are users. You men are this, you men are that. When the reality is, no, you fucked up because you have better choices than men and you fucked around and chose the wrong man that fucked you over and now they gave you that kind of view on men. Again, what do I get a lot of? Oh, you overanalyze, you think too much. You think I want to be with a woman that says something like that? Fuck no, because that'll be the very person. That'd be the weak link in a relationship. Living life through shorthand. Now, let's look at a few other things here. Fellas. Some of these women have already got a down pat. They get into a relationship with a guy. They know that, okay, this is not going to be a perfect situation. Let me examine where our weaknesses are going to be. They start out with that. They're looking at the threat so they'll know exactly, okay, well, this is going to be a weakness. This is a potential threat. This is a potential threat. This is a potential threat. The reason why they're pointing these things out so they'll know how to approach the relationship a lot better. More efficiently. Now, there is no secret weapon that's going to get you into a good relationship and make it sustainable and that kind of thing. We can only go for what we know. Now, as I told you before, celibacy only punishes the woman. She goes out, she wants to revenge cheat, it only hurts her. She wants to go and make men feel bad. It's only hurting her. Everybody can control their own feelings. I don't know why you guys give some people that much power over you. Because I tell them motherfuckers straight up. I understand your attempt to try to hurt my feelings and make me feel less than you. Maybe you need to go and do a workshop on that and work on that a little bit. Let me tell you where you messed up. One, we're not really that close so you don't know me that well. Two, what may have impacted the other person that made them cry. You might want to test market that on a broader sample of people and make sure that it's more effective because it's really falling short. It's kind of fucked up when you criticize somebody who's trying to insult you, isn't it? It's a fucked up situation. Because what are they trying to do? They're trying to shame you. If I shame you, I get the attention and the notoriety. Fellas, this is the reason why a lot of women like to emasculate men in public. You got a little dick. Sandbox talk, something a child does. And this is the reason why many African Americans, I hate to say it, are treated like children because of vernaculars like, ch- like children. Free of ride, homie. 
baby daddy. Talking like a child. And naturally, society, they feel as though, okay, that's the way we have to approach them. That's the way we have to treat them. They still haven't matured. And we fail to realize the correlation between when slavery was very popular and how they treated slaves. They treated them as cattle. They treated them as livestock. And what's this supposed to be? An upgrade to be treated like a three to five year old? We need to come off this shit. And start respecting ourselves for who we are. As people. Instead of trying to fit into some fucked up stereotype that's going to lead nowhere. Something that has value only within a community that doesn't have any value outside of it. But, you know, we'll evolve and be another generation going through the same shit. They'll incrementally get ahead, but it'll be the same shit over and over again. The reason being is that until people start taking themselves seriously, nobody does. So we'll see what happens there. Now, overall with this, this anger is not the blind anger. And anger's already been associated with minorities, especially minority females. I want you to think about it, ladies. The angry Asian wife. The one that was always yelling at her high-pitched voice. The angry black woman that's getting a black man in place. That's the reason why I won't go see the movie The Color Purple again. I can give a fuck who's in it. I can give a fuck who produced it. I don't give a damn if they're black. Why are we still going back to see these kind of movies? They're dated. It's been done once before. Why the fuck do we need to do it again? Roots had been done once before. Why do we need to do it again? Coming to America has been done once while we're doing it again. If anything, do something new and take these young actors and actresses and put them in new roles. Something that would be memorable instead of something that's nothing more than a damn cover song of a movie. There are a lot of women walking around with anger because they were molested when they were younger. They were abused. They were abused in fucked up relationships. Look, before they even get into a relationship, they were in fucked up environments when they were kids they were abused and then as they developed they became even more victimized because they thought it was a norm for them to be a certain way or feel a certain way or to be abused a certain way then they go into adulthood with that same fucked up mindset 
and they get with somebody who's definitely an abuser. And they feel as though that's all they deserve. And then when they finally get out of that shit, they're angry at the world. They're angry at men in general. Oh, fellas, let me tell you. Those of you who haven't gone out on a date with one of these type of women where they were really angry at men, but it was a passive-aggressive anger. Oh, it's, it's something else. You know, I went on a date with a lady one time. I couldn't call her cute. I said, that was what my daddy used to call me when it was the time for us to do our thing. Our own father. At the time, this woman was 43 years old. I was still in my 20s. She was in her 40s. Still had problems from it. And the sad thing was, Getting help was taboo in her family. And nobody mentioned anything about that. And then when she mentioned it at different family events, oh, they shut her the fuck down. I've run across this more times than I care to remember with women that I dated in the past. But see, you didn't have any Twitter and all the rest of this shit and any X or any Facebook. These people thought that they were the only ones on the face of the earth being molested and used and abused. And they had to grow up with that shit over decades. So when I met many of them, started dating them, I'm assuming that everything is wonderful. People don't talk about shit like that. There was a lady that I know of now. Well, I've been knowing her for a while. But on Facebook, she just revealed something that shocked me. Everybody else that knows. Job she had back through high school. of a relative. Came clean after all of these years. But what had happened, she and her daughter had a falling out. So girl put it out there. Well, she's 61 like I am now. It doesn't even matter anymore. But back then, you could just keep your mouth shut. And see, now here's the thing. You have the age of the camera. So anything that happens now, you just go pull out your camera and that's it. Everything's documented. 
So fellas, there's a lot of reason why these women are angry. And believe it or not, very little of it has to do with us in general. It has to do with their decisions that they've made, which were poor. It has to do with some of the choices. Now, see, here's the problem. There is a percentage of women that are victims. It's a very small percentage. When I say victims, I'm talking about victims of men doing malicious things to them. And I'm not talking about molestation, abuse, and that kind of thing. I'm talking about when it comes down to getting heartbroken and that kind of thing because they've made the wrong choice. They didn't follow the red flags. They just said, fuck the red flags, we don't need them. Because what I want is far more important than what I need. Now, here's the thing. With men, men have a smaller sample, usually, to be angry about. So, he goes out with about four or five women, we'll say within a year. And they all break his heart or they all tell him, hey, thanks but no thanks, I'll turn him down. He's going to be more bitter over the shorter period of time based on the exposure of women than a woman would be. Even though we make the assumption and hopefully men will get this, we accept rejection more than women do. We have to. We're rejected by more women than women are rejected by men. As I told you, a woman can come to a man in any condition. She could have just robbed a bank. She could be walking into his house with a die pack already exploded and with the money in her hand and a gun in her hand. Some guys go open his door and say, honey, come on in. I'll take care of it. I'll bail you out. Why? Because there's some men that, that values a woman's vagina over the woman herself. Just like there are women out there that values a man's wallet over the man himself. Oh, you put up with all kind of shit. Him sleeping with other women. Him beating your ass and everything else. Not that I condone any kind of domestic violence. I'm just saying. There's some women that will go through that shit or the lifestyle that they love over the man. You're damn fool if you do it, ladies. And don't get mad at the world for pursuing something like that and it backfires on your ass. I've seen that happen as well. Now, you see, there's a level of hurt. And I will tell you, as a person that's in the African-American community, I've seen black people hurt each other emotionally or try to hurt each other just on GP. And what that comes down to, many of us are still using that old slave-ass uh, competitive notion that they used to use between the slaves. My slave's better than your slave. And then the slave takes the side of the master, his benefactor, and he starts talking about the other slave and discrediting. That's what we're doing in our modern day with these street gangs and shit like that. And we're going and we're talking down to other people. We're doing the master's work without the master there. 
We've been doing that shit for decades. Clan doesn't have to worry about going and lynching blacks anymore. We're killing each other at a rate higher than that. These are things we're doing to ourselves that are self-destructive. Because we've been taught so well. We took a religion that didn't have shit to do with us and made it our own. We grabbed it. Now we're talking about black Jesuses and all this stuff. And not looking at what actually happened with that in America. That was the slave's way of being humanized by reading the Bible. Holding scripture to the master. To make him feel more morally responsible that his soul was in jeopardy by mistreating us. In other words, he used that guilt his advantage. That's what we had to do. That's what our ancestors had to do. And by doing so, you weren't considered a threat. And not being that threat meant that, oh, he's going to be very docile and passive. Oh, I can loosen up the reins on that individual a little bit. I can go and let them go and have church over there in the slave quarters. They can go and talk among themselves. Well, the premise was, of course, the Bible. But the reality was where they could make plans on how they were going to survive on that plantation. And when they got off the plantation, we got churches. We could get black folks to vote, to register to vote in those churches. My mother, a lady by the name of Kathy Cameron, who was white. And I was in the back seat. My mother was over the Upward Bound program at Tougaloo College. Oh, and they would pull us over. And the police officer, well, what y'all doing out here? And Kathy would say, oh, well, my housekeeper and her son, I'm just taking them back home. Even though my mother was her boss. God was there okay. And we'd go and naturally, where would she meet these people? At a church. What would she do? She explained to them the upward bound program and then end up voter registration forms. Which was very risky back then. There was a you see, some of us folks, like myself, grew up in America at a time when there were some changes to take place and people got really ugly during the civil rights era. Really ugly. Because they didn't know what changes were going to be left and how they were going to be. Ladies, I'm going to tell you something. There's some women right now who are in relationships and married. And they're angry at their, their husbands. 
their partners because they can't think freely. They can't be who they want to be. They couldn't even vote for who they wanted to vote for. They had to vote according to what their husband wanted. Some of them, the very people that their husbands talk about how they hate is the very people the wife want to fuck. That's the way it goes in our society. Fear runs everything. I hate to say it. Fear in America is what got us with this strong-ass military. Oh, we scared shitless now. Not in recent years. We've always been scared. We thought we didn't have anything to worry about around World War I because of the fact that after all, we had two oceans to protect us and we didn't bother anybody. We were very protectionists. But what happens if you're basically trying to keep your hands out of everything in your big country? Well, people think, well, fuck, you know, they ain't doing nothing but America. Let's go over there and invade them. That's the mindset of dictators. That's the way it works. Hitler did it with the Russians. The Russians tried to do it back with Hitler. The Russians are trying to do it now in the Ukraine. This is what you have to understand. So, this fear has motivated us to have guns in the house. There are more guns than people in the United States. sad thing about it, with that fear, we act out, unfortunately. What was it? Damn near 600 mass shootings this year, 570, I think, 580 mass shootings, something like that. Might have been more than that. Why? Because we're scared. And even some of the people with the gun in their hand are afraid. Afraid of the future, afraid of change. People, we need to start getting people help before it gets to that stage. And so what I'm getting at, getting back to African-Americans, as well as other minorities, not just African-Americans with this particular aspect, when it comes down to that inferiority complex. It only comes up when, usually, a person is being wrong. The assumption by some, especially some white folks, they think that minorities just walk around with their head down Oh, the man got me down. Oh, woe is me. No, in actuality, most minorities don't think about that shit until it comes up in their face. Until someone's trying to discriminate against them based on race. They don't live their lives moping around talking about how the man's got them down. That's a stereotype that the extreme right white tried to perpetrate. Not the case. They're still living lives back in the 1940s and 50s. And that's the problem. 
you know, like this one uh, Gen Zer said, I can't wait until the people who are boomers die off and the Gen Xers die off. They're holding us back. I understand what he meant by that. I totally understand what he meant. You old motherfuckers with that old thinking need to go. I agree. And I'm a boomer. I thought it needed to go way back when. A lot of people don't want to face it. But you're holding on to something that has died. Not dying, it's died. It's starting to stink. And the younger generation, Gen Z and Gen Alpha, smell it. And they're like, get that corpse out of here. It's the thinking, it's the philosophy. This generation, these two generations, they grew up totally digital. So history to them is a footnote. It's a Google search. That's all it'll ever be. They won't be able to relate to it. The only way they will know that they are dealing with it, discrimination and so forth, they may run across it based on their avatar or based on them being in a certain part of the country. But for the most part, what technology has done is alienated us just as much as it's put us together. It's a bittersweet symphony. So, to sum things up, ladies, not to be angry at the world. Your heart's been broken. The world doesn't have to be your whipping boy. Take some time out. Love yourself first. Get to know who you are. Understand why you made those choices that actually got you hurt. Forgive yourself and move on. And get with somebody that really cares about you and really loves you. It can very well happen. Isolating yourself and punishing yourself is not the answer. Because that's what you're actually doing. You don't see it, but that's what's actually happening. Take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, 
you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.